Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music, music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical, mystical. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. This interview starts great and ends great. In the middle, it's pretty awesome too. Peter Furler, leader man of the Newsboys, could have taken Highway Predictable, yet he chose exit number 37 toward material reduction. Now I, as you will soon hear, I am captivated by this and still want to minimize after living a life of accumulation. The only pile I want to add to now is more interviews with more rock stars, more truth, more greatness. This was recorded in Muskegon, Michigan on August 8th, 2012. I am so, I am so intrigued that you decided to leave it all behind. Whatever that means, but reading about how you sold everything, moved away from the mu- the music business, you know, or at least the the hub of where you were, right? Yes. I guess I assume various dominoes fell over years and years and years. You said, "Okay, we have to do this." But what what was the last domino that you went? I'm out. I think it was the cost started to outweigh. Um maybe the creative process you know it started to the cost of what it cost started to take its toll maybe it's kind of like ground you know just after a while man it keeps churning out this fruit and it Hmm. doesn't rest and all of a sudden Mm. the fruit doesn't have what it's meant to have the nutrients i don't know you know for me it was just the process of um Mm -hmm. you know i think i lost for a while just the joy of creating something out of nothing you know and just for nothing except just for the pure joy of creating something out of nothing. And uh, I think for me, and, and looking at, you know, being a young kid coming over from Australia and kind of getting the American dream, you know, the, the gold records and the, mm-hmm. and the stuff that comes with that, um, you know, what's the saying? You know, it's nothing worse than getting all you wanted and realize it wasn't what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I, uh, we were in great spirits when I decided to finish up with the Newsboys uh, it wasn't like a man, guys. I'm burnt out. I got to get out of here. Yeah. You know, that's not a good time to make a decision. Um, it was just really, you know, we traveled around in an RV. You know, the two of us, two of us and our dog, and I drove to all the shows just because I'm that. You know, that to me, I got to see what's on the other side all the time. You know, right. whether it's if I got to ride my motorbike to every show, if I got to <laughs> walk, whatever it is that you know. But this time it was an RV, and so, you know, we just lived in that small space. You know, things like conserving water. You know, rock stars don't think about that too much. You know, you're in tour right. buses or jets and right. nice hotels and stuff, you know. And right. 
than to go to an RV and sleep in Walmart super centers and mm-hmm. KOA campgrounds. It's a whole new life. But it, but it, you know, kind of left our eyes wide open. So we got back to Nashville after doing that for close to two years. I drove 110,000 miles. Wow. And you know, we were barely home. The two of us had a blast. Loved it. Uh, you know, kind of just we weren't camping types. You know, my wife definitely wasn't a camping type, and yeah. and I wasn't really. You know. Yeah. And we're out in the woods and, you know, places and cooking whatever we could, yeah. you know, find up. And, and then getting back to our life in Nashville, we're like, what are we doing? You know, and that was a big, I think that was the, the last domino realizing, you know. It's really? kind of like, you know, when people go on a missions trip, yeah. usually most of the time the thing that changes the most is them. Mm-hmm. You know, they might go and build a house and really touch a family or do something, but it's really them that comes back. And, right. You know, and it can be yeah. a defining moment. I think that was what it was for us. So did you have, did you just start throwing for sale signs on everything? Big time, yeah. Just, uh, you know, when cars, if there was a lease up, I just handed it back. Some mm-hmm. of them I handed it back early. Uh, put the house up for sale. Uh, we had other stuff. I had, you know, involvement in some summer festivals and mm-hmm. record companies. Got rid of that, that too. Furniture. Yeah. Um, gave it away, auctioned it, whatever, however way I could get called my buddies. Right. Hey, man, you know that couch you always liked? Come right. and get it, you know? Right, right. So, and we just, uh, you know, and just really, it, it took a while just to simplify. And so in everything we began to look at, hey, whatever you, you know, I think that's what probably happened in the West is people weren't looking at stuff and going, okay, for me to get that, I not only have to do this much work and be away from my family or right. stress or these hours just to get that thing. And then I have to maintain it, you know. And so for, for us, we begin to count the cost, you know. And yeah. creatively, again, getting back to that, it was like, yep. man, I just wanted to, you know, make music just for the love of it and joy of it as opposed to keeping a big merry-go-round going. Yeah. Did, did you see the movie or read the book, End of the Wild? No, I heard about it. Yeah, right. I mean, just sort of a guy who wanted to get away from it all. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't end great for him, right? Or right. at least, theoretically, it doesn't. But... Um, there's that thing that's still inside of me that thinks someday I just want to get in the car and I'm going to do an interview with Peter Furler and I just keep driving. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, that, I, and that's a good, you know, there's part, part of it too is um, I've had that type of thought and some of the things I've chased were fantasies. Sure. And I just kind of lacked judgment and I, you know, chased it and realized, hey, it's not, it, it isn't what it was. Um, but but I think that spirit is something you always have to keep. You know that's in us, and it is. You know we were. You know we we. I do believe strongly that you know every man and woman has to have you know some sort of I don't know uh, hope you know yeah. and, and vision and something you just have to because we all got it. it's not for just creative types or for. Right. I mean, we're all creative types, really. And so sure. we've all got to, you know, we've got to have that thing that's in front of us that's really we look forward to. And, and, and you have to seize it. I think for me, that's what I had to do. It's like, man, I just got to, you know, I got to go after this. And I'm, I'm on that trip now. I, I'm still on it. It doesn't end. Right. It's not like you're on the trip and you're like, well, right. you know, oh, that was great. You know, I right. sold all my furniture and all this. No, I'm still, my wife and I are still on that mindset. You know, we still look at everything and we go, we don't need that. And, yep. and we still, we're still... You know, I probably honestly, I don't know, three months ago, gave some more furniture to fill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had a, we'd shrunk stuff down to a storage shed, a little storage shed, and I still went through that the other day and going, oh, it's good to get this more stuff to go, you know. So, so do you consider yourself now a minimalist? 
I think so. I think um, I don't know the exact definition of that, it's but I know traveling it's traveling light. You know, is really something. My father has always kind of had this sort of quasi prophetic gift. You know, what I mean, he's always been someone, and, and and he's been someone that's thrown out stuff to me through the years. And I'm going, great, Dad, that's great. You know, <laughs> hop on the bus, we're going. You know, what I mean, <laughs> and you know, he'd ride the bus with us a lot, ride the road, let's go. You know, and, but you know, he told me down the line probably a few years ago he said I think you're going to be travelling online I didn't know what he meant and I actually didn't even it wasn't in the equation when I was making the decision it came after I remembered it it was like after that so um, it's even with my guitar rig and my pedal board everything now I'm trying to do um, even the band it's like the band we don't use any bells and whistles there's no Mm-hmm. It's 100% live. There's no tracks. I've gone back to a, a mic with a cable, and mm-hmm. you know I don't use in-ears. And so, yes, it is overflowing into, you know, right. it's like I can go into to a work. gig, and I don't care if what guitar I pick up, I'm going to play that one. Or, you know, I right. take this real, definitely a minimalist approach, and, yeah. and it's, a th- it's a real, it's a thrill right now. And if I see it changing, I go back to it, you know. You know what I love is the thing I asked you before we turned on the microphones, how many black shirts do you own? <laughs> And that is the perfect answer, right? As you said, enough. Yeah. And that might only be two or three. That's it, yeah. You know, but it, that is all you need because I, there was, a, I think, an article in like Wired Magazine or whatever about, you know, literally bringing, bringing it down, if you will, to what you really wear. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because I think about my dad's shoes in his closet. He had work shoes, Sunday yep. shoes, and like shoes he might play sports with me in. Right, yep. I've got at least 15 or 20 pairs of right, shoes, right? right yeah. And and I've got a I can justify every pair to you right yeah, now. Yeah. But do I really need them? That's right. That's it. Well, you see the these are Yeah. That's it. You know, and there's my boots and that bag there. That's yep. what I live in right now. It's not real. And that's got my guitar pedals in it when I came. So Really? Yeah, so I kind of uh, I enjoy that. Um it's a, it's kind of a thrill. I find more of a thrill out of that right. than collecting stuff, you know. Well, did you, I mean, and this is a different thing too, because I think if I were single, I might go, yeah, I can do this, but you had to bring somebody along on that ride and she had to, she had to say, okay, I'm, I'm willing. Yes. That's That's huge. There's power in that. And, uh, we're still the same today. You know, we've, uh, we've just sold the place that we're in, uh, down in Florida and we're kind of like, where do you want to go? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, I don't know, but we're at peace. It's not like we're. Um, you know, and so we'll see, you know, yes, there's always temptations to do this or do that, but then we look and go, hang on, you know, let's not forget where we came from. And so, uh, it's power and there is power in that. It's really important. Uh, and I'm very blessed that way. I've actually, my wife probably swings more that way than I do. I'm probably more the, interesting. Know, I see a guitar and I'm like, <laughs> I've got to get out of the store. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, but yes, it is a blessing to have that and. You know, so I, I, yeah, I'm very happy about that. We, it's like it's something we do together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like, you know, if couples have some sort of hobby or, you know, interest together, that's definitely one for us is just living a simple life and, and, uh, you know, keeping, not trying to keep up with the Joneses in anything, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, even in my music, it's like I just love making music. I'm having the greatest time of just creating music right now and keeping that. it simple. And I was, I had, you know, I live down in Florida, and so I'm not in the music city anymore where you could just call on any musician. So I went down to the local music store, and a couple of kids, one of the kids works there, he's 22-year-old, really? Chet Atkins freak, and he comes around, and then a little little African-American kid comes by, he's just a monster piano player, and, the three of, and I'm on drums, and the three of us are just jamming till 
two in the morning <laughs> in my in a room in my house with no sound system or anything just you know just just enjoying right. it doesn't have to be a big deal you know so just so thinking about the on fire record mm-hmm. as you know as i've listened to it why not do a stripped down acoustic guitar peter furler rather than 20 58 63 tracks or everybody's yes. on you know what i mean because it is totally. it's not yeah. it's not what we're talking it's, it's about right totally now totally not what and i think uh the reason why is because when I first, you know, when I finished up with the Newsboys, I didn't know what I was going to do. Yep. And so when I went back to doing music, I went back to doing it how I've always done it. Mm-hmm. I actually went and bought, I probably spent, I think, close to $30,000 just on stuff that I had with the new, you know, in-ear mm-hmm. monitors and yep. wireless microphones and guitar wireless packs and all this stuff. Right. And I bought it all um, and I probably used it I don't know, 10 times. And then even on when I was on Winter Jam, which I was on in th- that, that, as early as the beginning of this year, 2012, I even went on that. And it wasn't until the end of that that I realized, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're just going, you're doing it exactly how you've always done it. And that's, you, you know, this time is a new wineskin. And so, and I think hmm. it's only just been now. I mean, so it will affect the next record where you're dead right. You know, this last record... Although I'm happy with it and, you know, I don't have any regrets, I, I, I won't be making that record again. You know, not, not this next time around. Hey, I, I could right. later on, but right now I don't see it ever happening. But maybe it's just a great bridge, right, from, from that Newsboys stratosphere, if you will, to yeah, wherever Peter Furman is. to wherever is. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, to wherever it is, right? Yeah, that's right. But it's sort of everything's a bridge, what, I know. Yeah, what yeah. Comes to, it's right. And what comes to my mind is what Peter Frampton said, you know, there, there are different types of people but there's you know there are some people who are who are pop stars and they get their 18 months and i i want to be a musician you know and that's for life and so that's what it is for me it's not um you know i love i got and i always have i've had full respect for guys like phil keggy mm-hmm. you know mike rowe guys that are still out there doing it playing you know churches or playing anywhere they can just and just for the love of it and mm-hmm. you know that's you know i sort of just uh i dig it and if you know, if something great happens, great. But I don't, you know, I just want to make it. My next record, I just want to make it great. Hmm. But it's got to be, again, it's got to be traveling light, you know. I thought Peter Frampton said, wow, wow, wow. No. Yeah. <laughs> what is that song that was on? Uh, do you feel? Yeah, yeah do yeah. you? Yeah, the one that's like a 17-minute jam or that's something, right? right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But that's when you used to be out of jam, you know. Yeah, well, you know, but just seeing that dude's career sort of ebb and flow. And now... He plays. He probably plays more shows a year for the love of music. It is, and it's really. And I think that was a big thing for me. Um, I think of guys like, and I do not compare myself to any of these guys, but I do know that there are guys like Peter Gabriel was somebody that, yeah. you know, seven years after he's with Genesis, I think he comes out with his first solo record and doesn't do nothing, and then three or four years later, which is ten years after Genesis, he right. comes out with So. Right. You know, it's like, and then after that, whatever had Sledgehammer. It's like, so we're talking. He just and guys like that still in it, and and you know what? And Paul McCartney's another one. You know, right. they, guys like that we don't remember now, but man, they disappeared for decades. Sure, and, and no, you know, what I mean, but they right. just stuck with it for the love of music, and I think that's yeah. what you got to be in it for. It's not about if you're in it for success or the cash you will always be disappointed in some way. Yeah, and just talking about Peter Gabriel, I mean, I think he's, I, to me, he's more creative now. Yeah. And not only with his music, but also with his life and doing yep. a lot of you know social justice work and That's stuff. Right. And I just yeah. go, wow, maybe he had to find himself. Maybe you, 
maybe you find yourself when you're quote unquote publicly lost. You know what I, I mean? I think so. I think you do because before that, everyone's telling you who you are. Sure. You know? And it's easy to believe that stuff. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're the man. <laughs> so you feel more alive if I can segue into a song on the, uh, on the record, but yeah, turning, turning your life around toward aliveness. Yeah, definitely feel, I feel like I'm a free spirit, you know, and, um, in every way there was lots of things, you know, free from, you know, your own, your own thoughts and your own crazy ideas that you have. And, and, and part of youth, it's a great time in life where, you know, you, you, Lord willing, your wisdom starts to catch up with your energy, you know, it's a good, good time in life. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting line saying, you know, I, I chased more, one more mirage. Yeah. Because the one more mirage, every, after I get to that mirage and find out, like you said, it isn't all it's cracked up to be. That's right. I still want to believe the next mirage is. That, that's right. Yeah. The next yeah. Nirvana or something. That's, that's right. And part of it is you have to kind of have that hope. But sometimes all what you are chasing is a mirage. But the drive is not always bad. But, but unless you're just chasing the wrong thing, that's when it's yeah, you know, it's waste. Yeah, and it's funny. Lately, I've been talking about having drive and also letting life be. Yeah. And where is that balance, right? Because you do want to drive and find out what else is out there, but then you miss what's going on here. Yeah, that's that's it's, a big thing. I think you can get your mind just send you in all these places that yeah. you know where really what's happening is here and now can be a can be a great thing. Yeah. Uh, Reach, you're a God guy, obviously. God's always there reaching out for for us i think yeah it's that and you know he cares about you know he he cares about us a lot more than we do you know Mm. and he cares about you know where you know he really does you know he has a love for us that we can't imagine most of the time but it's no matter what where you've been what you've done what you've been up to what situation you've got going Mm -hmm. on life you know the bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of god and so um, I think uh, I don't well, know. I've, I've done pretty well at <laughs> sometimes feeling like there's no there's no God there just because right. I'm pissed about something. Right? That's right. Yeah, and 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 again, you know, I, I found in my life I can't trust my feelings because <laughs> they're always uh, they're all, they're all over the place sometimes. They're emotions, but but He's the same. And and right. yeah, I do I do believe that. I believe that He's a God of love. I don't believe He makes anybody sick or takes anybody up to heaven with Him. He's He's a God. Who, he's the author of life. You know and and there's no sickness in heaven for him to give us. Right. You know, I was thinking just when I said that, I interviewed uh, Peter Garrett from Midnight Oil. Oh, great, yeah. Way back in the day, and I loved him. He's such a gentle soul yeah. and for such a big presence, right? Yes. And I assume that's why you shave your head, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you know that Midnight Oil hand logo yes, thing? Yeah, I've yeah. always been intrigued by it because is it somebody reaching out for help, or is it somebody reaching out to help you? Right. And yeah. I was every time I hear the word "reach," I kind of yeah. go, "Yeah, yeah." And I don't know; I can't define it. And maybe that's what makes it so awesome. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, I got. I need a midnight oil shirt with just the hand on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Can you get me one next time you go that, home? That was a big. Uh, that was a big seller. That one. That was the shirt. You know, that uh-huh. one on Peter Garrett's head with the. Well, with the uh, sunglasses. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Well, now he's uh, he's in government down there, right? Yeah, member so. of parliament. He's been in, he's been in that for a while now. Yeah. Uh, was he one of the guys you looked up to when you were a oh, kid? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the the Australian music scene during the '80s was just, you know, 
I mean, obviously, well, I'm an, I was an Aussie kid, but it was right. like, you know, you go down the road to the local pub and you can see Midnight Oil, NXS, Hoodoo Gurus, Housing yeah. Collectors. Yeah. The list goes on, you know. So every what? band was touring and playing and they had to. So uh, Yeah, it wasn't. It was, all, it was all about the live show. You know, it wasn't. They didn't have big video right. clips to make them famous or big record deals even, you know, because you had a, a gold record in Australia at the time, I think was... 20 or 30,000 copies. Yeah, right. So, right. Wasn't, you know, these, I would love to get all y'all, if you will, <laughs> into yeah. a room and wonder where everybody is on their path of uh, living with less or living lighter. Yeah. I wonder yeah. where they're all at because, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, what Michael Hutchins, yes. you know, yeah. couldn't, couldn't take the world anymore for some reason. Yeah, that's right. You know, did you, did you like Enix? Yeah, I grew yeah. You know, they were another band that had some big hits. Yeah. The Models were a great band. Mm. Gosh, there was tons of tons of great, tons of yeah. Great and you know the band that I'm into right now uh, is is Carnival. Pretty heavy guy, uh, pretty heavy sound, but his lyrics are just oh man, they just grab me. Again, one of those things. Right. That I'm, really, I'm really not into the music, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where I can hear Gautier and kind of go, oh, I understand. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. but I really actually like the other tracks on those yeah. records too. So, how about All in Your Head? Is is that part of your journey that you were? Yeah, you know, you, 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 you know, I think we all go through, you know, in your youth, you fill your head with all this knowledge, you know, if, you know, you try and read what everyone else is reading or <laughs> read, read above your own uh, grade and, and, uh, and then at some point it can also go flat, you know, where you just, I don't know, you, you know, but yeah, that, that was, that's just a track about, you know, I guess it, to, to simplify it's just putting uh you know stop talking about it go and do it you know yeah stop thinking about it get out there and live it you know well and i think that's i guess that's the hardest thing for me is right as i'm watching seinfeld watching seinfeld and going man i should really get out and bike or run or play with my kids right and then finally get to another episode of seinfeld coming on right (laughs) yeah and i wonder i just wonder what what is that what is that thing that is inside of us that goes click yep get up go do yeah you know i I think you get tired of yourself Wow! You just yeah. get sick of yourself, you know, and you have to come to the end of yourself. Yeah. I think for me, I was, I'm somebody that, you know, if I look at a cookbook, I'll put on weight. You know, if I, <laughs> I, I can, I'm just somebody that lo- I love to, you know, I love food. And so, but that's something that's a struggle for me to, yeah. um, but, and I figured like people talk about, well, how do you lose weight? What's your, what do you do this and what do you do that? Well, I, the key is, there's not really any diet. It's really a decision that you hate yourself being this way mm. more than you love that food. And so that's how I try yep. to, I have to keep, you know, and I nearly have to tell myself, you're going to put that in your body, you're going to do this, and that's the tough one. And, and, and you know what else I've really felt is as I've gotten older, um, you know, I guess this is still to do with the subject, but as I've gotten older, it's like you, you know, it's, people, they say, well, your metabolism slows down and, and you blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, hey, I'm not sure I buy all that stuff. You know, for me, I just realized when I was 10 years old as a kid, you look at your kids, they run around like maniacs everywhere. They're just burning calories all day and they can, mm-hmm. of course they can eat what they want. Right. When we get older, we don't run around like kids anymore. Right. And uh, so, but I do think in life, for me, you know, when you're saying how do you, I, I got to come to the end of myself and go, I got to keep moving. I got to keep, I got to get yeah. out there and keep doing it. I can't settle yeah and do whatever it takes to it's not about just losing weight it's just your life just getting out there and going for it because i right. feel so terrible when i'm sitting 
even just getting up off on the couch and carrying 10 extra pounds, it's just driving yeah. me nuts. You know? Well, you know, it's weird for me because when I was waiting uh, to, to throw on the recorder, right, I'm at catering and, I, oh, there's some carrots and broccoli and stuff. I grabbed a cookie. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's that internal, you know, now I'm in psychobabble land, right? But it's right. like, is it that internal, you deserve the cookie? Yet I know right after I ate it, I went, I didn't need that. Yeah, and I'm the same. I think... It's <laughs> so you, weird. You know what else I've really learned is, is whenever, whatever you eat, that's what you desire. And so at some point, you just have to make a transition to... Like now when I try and grab fruit, right. you know, I try and, you know, eat that. And then I actually, that's what I feel like. And I don't even feel like a cookie. And, right. But I'm normally someone that would eat snacks right. and whatever. My wife really was the same with water. She didn't feel like she was drinking much water. She'd just drink soda and whatever. Yeah, sure. And I said, well, here, just do this as an experiment just for one day. Mm-hmm. Take these, you know, six waters. Just drink them all in one day. That's all right. you got to do, drink them all. And what happens is guess, drinking water makes you thirsty. You just start to desire water, and then, yeah. and then Coke or whatever can't fill it. Even though I love to have a Coke every now and then, it's, sure. not, it's not what I run to now. I need water, right. you know. So yeah. you, you just have to, I don't know, it's like you train yourself. People that say, I don't like salads, it's because you don't eat them. <laughs> you got to eat them yeah. and start eating them and just get over the hump, you know. Yeah, I, I, it's probably like the, you know, getting on that bike too, right? It's the, I mean, the bike of living lighter. Yeah. You know, of once you... Once you know that you're actually satisfied and you actually feel better, yes, this is a good thing. That's right. The rewards yeah. way longer. It right. lasts a lot longer than right. the cookie does. Yeah, know? because you know, carrying around less weight or less clothes. Yes, these are all good things. That's right. It's a lot. And sometimes you know you can't do it, and you can't do it all at once because it didn't happen at once. Right. It yeah, happened right. just a day at a time, a pound at a time, whatever it is. That's how it works. You know. Right. But me being an American, you being an Australian, I uh, I think we should have it. Right now, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so I want it my, here and now. Yeah, right now. So maybe that's what you're what you're you're going into in matter of faith, where you just want to start and start anew, start start it over. And I think that was that was really just um, you know thinking about you know um, what who Jesus is and what he did and his power. You know, to me, it was you know when I read the scriptures and it talks about things being made right and no more tears and and uh i think you know what i think our life well i know our life as as a christian my life isn't about just heaven or hell and waiting around until something happens until i die and if i was a good boy i'd go and float on some clouds that's not my idea of heaven and i'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure it's not god's idea either right i think what he started in the beginning he plans on finishing and so it's a productive, um, you know, uh, it's a productive thing, a creative thing. And, um, and so for me, it was just a longing for that time when things would be made right, there'd be mm. justice in the world. And, you know, but again, but that is faith. That's a matter of faith. It's not science. It's not, it's too powerful for science, you know. And it's, so it's really, that's, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's what I believe. And, but is the same? Do we have the same problem of getting up off the couch and wiping off the tear of our neighbor, and we're sort of waiting for Jesus to do it because Seinfeld's on? Devin, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, it's something that uh, it's hard. It's always hard. To, I know, right? It's very hard to uh, not just get off the couch, but we can get really, you know, jaded really easy. Sure. You go, wow, that dude got himself in that position because he's 
he's a goofball, you know what right. I mean? And so, but yeah, yeah. so it, it does. He keeps eating that. cookies. <laughs> yeah, he's eating cookies. He deserves it. Yeah. Exactly, right? But yeah, it is, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, there are lots of opportunities all the time just to share a kind word and to, and to, to take it to another level with people. So you have songs that are really crazy, right? Really yes, just yep. praising God. Yeah. But is that the, is that the guy you are, or do those songs work in a concert setting? And do they help me ride my bike better and faster and make me feel closer to God? Or is that just who you are, too? I mean, because I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah. Until the song comes on my iPod, and I kind of go, wow, this dude is really giving it up for God. Right, yeah. You know, so I, uh, yeah, so I wonder, I, I sometimes I always wonder why people write those songs. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a good question. I don't think it's that. I, you know, I, I don't know why other people write them. I think for me, it's, um, it's part of my job. Mm. You know, I think in the Bible, I see people have different roles. They're obviously evan- there's, there's, you know, there's evangelist type guys yep. that just have this, you know, they can be a little annoying sometimes, to say <laughs> the least, and, but, but there's a gift there. And we all have certain gifts. Some guys are encouragers, Bible talks about the gift of encouragement. There are some that are really administrative. Just know, well, like I couldn't probably, I, I, you know, I might lose two shirts unless I got a guy that reminds me, "Hey, did you get your shirts?" Right, you know what I mean? okay. or, you know, and so we all need each other in that way. But I did realize. I think I really came, you know, growing up as a Christian and in the eighties and nineties as a Christian band, you were nearly expected to do it all. Right. You you're going to be the evangelist and you're going to be this and this and whatever. Right. But um, I don't think I'm an evangelist, and so I've, and I don't think I'm a teacher, and so I've realised. But I do know one thing: I, I'm a I'm a songwriter and I'm a musician, and mm. so part of my job as a Christian one is to lead a congregation or lead a group of people, give them something to sing, because mm. that's you know. So that's sort of how I see it. And obviously, as a as a believer, I want to write something that you know tickles God's ears I guess you know what I mean and so uh, it gives him pleasure and, and uh, but yeah I see it as my job it's mm. part of my job you know yeah and so when you talk to your dad about the songs that you're performing does he go I love the praise ones more than he likes the ones that are quirky and diving into other subject matter or where, where is he at it he probably I think he probably likes the praise stuff yeah okay more, that's the you kind know, of guy he is you know, but, but he'd like both because he's a pastor right yes yeah, that's okay. right yeah yeah uh, because I love, I love the, uh, I love well the song you did with Steve Taylor, right? Closer, where it's kind yes. of this, yeah. where the world is so messed up, That's and, right. and you're examining your whole life, kind of in that That's song, right? right? Yep. Is that how you, yep. is that how you took it too? Yeah, that one's just like you know, there's a bigger picture going on. Yep. You know, there's a big, there's more to this life than just you and yourself mm-hmm. and your own thoughts. Have a look at what's going on and be a part of the the revolution that's uh, that's coming. You know that's gonna that makes the place better, not worse. You know, mm. it's also not. You know, we're not hanging on just for a rapture. Yeah, you know, I mean, or some crazy idea. It's like we're here to make. We're here as as a body, as a group of people that are meant to do what Jesus said mm. and follow his. You know, his ideas and and with his power do that and make the world better. You know? And did Steve write the lyrics for that to that song uh, particularly? Yes, a yeah. good chunk of them, yeah. All the good, all the good ones. All the good ones, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> because I don't ever think of him as writing a praise song, right? Though he, he would, well, he. But, we, but we, the way he writes, it, that sort of cleverly way, that yes, it maybe can work that way for. Well, we we wrote "He Reigns" together, hmm. um, so that was, and he was a vital part of that. Um, yeah, so, and we've had moments, yeah, we've had a, we've done a few, but yeah, it hasn't been something that he's, I think he was scared to death when we first started talking about it. Yeah. 
back in the day. So yeah. Uh, how about faster and louder? Which I, I guess I, I think it's a great song right after it lyrically because you're kind of dealing with yeah. It's all just the apathy. It's, it's what we're talking about. It's like right. Don't die yet. You know. Yep. Don't die yet. It's not yet. You know. You got. We got some living to do. Yeah, and if you've been mellowed out, I know the cure. And they know the cure. <laughs> That's right. <yeah>. Nice. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just going to say I'm dovetailing. Hold on in that right. That life's a battle and you got to fight yeah, for it. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's self-explanatory. That one's just, you know, a song of encouragement. Again, you know, people sometimes, you know, you, you get so fired up about something or your thoughts are so powerful, man. You know, yeah. it's like you have to really be careful what you think. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking Tony Robbins stuff or whoever them guys are. I'm just talking mm-hmm. a biblical thing of, you know, important being careful and renewing your mind, yeah. you know, all the time. Because, man, we can head into a funk really quickly most people can they can just head into this dive of right. loneliness and uh you know self-depreciation all these things and i've been in it and mm. i had to think my way out of it you know so in your living lighter world which i keep going back to right yeah i keep cornering you on that right because i'm right. so intrigued by it but in that world does that mean you actually carry less weight of the world around with you you definitely do, yeah, because you get to... Even you, your mind is, yes, is totally. lighter. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I guess, free spirit's the term, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not that I don't have worries, but I just sort of know what to do with them. Now when they come, I just, I, I put them in certain places. Obviously, there's something I can't, if, if it's out of my control, I just, uh, you know handed over to someone higher than me and but know. i would say you would have said that in an interview 10 or 15 years ago too right yeah but, i probably but, would have some of them but there would have been other stuff like um you know the the other type cares of business or uh, right. you right. know business or career even you know that that can be like you and i could have been having this yep. interview 10 years ago on a love liberty disco tour and i might have been eight hundred thousand dollars in debt Right. So I'm thinking about that a bit sure. harder than, right. you know, where, uh, yeah, right. so it does. So does it help you connect with God better or quicker? You know, I'm thinking in the lyrics of that song, looking up and praying for some hope tonight just to feel alive. Right. Because if you're thinking about $800,000 in debt, yeah. Yeah. you're trying to go, okay, God, how do I connect with you? But now maybe can you connect in a, it works both ways because oh, sometimes okay. the, sometimes them painful things are the things that really draw you close when you realize that you have nothing else. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I got to ask you about motorcycles because I like that. Are you a helmet guy? I definitely. Yeah, definitely yeah. helmet guy. Yeah, I always say that anytime you see someone ride around without a helmet, that's just someone who hasn't crashed yet. Yeah. That's about it. So I can get, I see kind of why people want to do it but not me I've, I've, I've ridden dirt bikes all my life and crashed them like a maniac yeah. and you know picked myself up the ground dusted off and looked and there's a hole the size of a you know size of a fist in your helmet I'm right. like yeah I would have just been dead then <laughs> yeah right so I've had enough times like that where I've had to throw away a helmet or oh wow it's like so so how fast have you gone I've done about 130 yeah in Baja, Mexico that's Holland dude was, yeah it was I, oh you've been that fast in Nashville don't you're not, well, in a car I did, yeah. But I oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't do it on... I don't think I've... I'm, I've probably done 120 in Nashville, but maybe 130. But it's usually... The Baja's an easier place to do it. And I, I can remember going as fast enough to where my eyeballs were 
shaking in their sockets and I that's when I, and I couldn't get any depth of field or know oh, when really? I was seeing I thought it's time to s- slow down now I think <laughs> the bike could have kept going <laughs> yeah the g-forces are just sucking yeah, your eyeballs was something was head. going on it was like just this weird vibration where I couldn't I couldn't focus no matter what so. wow but I don't make that a habit yeah well you can't show this interview to my wife now yeah well I'm just bicycling right so I'm on two wheels yeah. and it isn't the same obviously he's been on a motorcycle but all of a sudden, I get up over 40 miles an hour now. I'm starting to get scared. Yeah, that's And I don't know if that's an age thing or if it's... I've crashed a couple of times, right? And I actually absolutely believe a helmet saved my life. But I just wonder, later on, do we go, you know, I don't need that. Right, yeah. You know, maybe that's living lighter, too, right? You mean the I don't helmet? Need, no, I don't know. I don't need speed uh, yeah, to yeah. feel alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, not that plenty of people don't yeah and I'm, I'm not even now i would consider i'd probably definitely drive my car slower than i ever have and uh, bec- i think partly too it's not that i don't need speed i'm just not in a rush now yeah you know before i was always in a rush going yeah sure. whatever and so now i just go you know just try and you know what are you in a rush for and so and on motorbike i'm pretty I'm, i would say i'm fairly conservative too now these days peter i appreciate the time dude thanks mate this appreciate really, your time very Being nice time. very nice So very pleased that you chose this long-form interview in which to listen in. Peter's the type of person who uses words born out of the center of his chest. One more reason I respect this man from Down Under. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks, questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. <laughs>